0: Welcome to the Black Drone Music pogument. I mean argument. That was that was for you, Barry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Carson hates that. that and that's also kind of my thing. Thanks for thanks for stealing my thing, Josh.
0: Yep, just another weapon against Barry. That's that was <laughs> Yeah, I heard that.
1: That was a great that was a great podcast, except for your know, you know, your ill will towards me. I don't know what I did to deserve this. I think uh, I think you're talking to Carson too much.
0: Yeah, well, you know, like we have this like circle thing and we, and we call it the circle of love. And, and if you're in there, you just, no matter what, you're, you're, you're in. Yeah,
1: I feel like I'm in the circle of shit because it's just kind of warm, <laughs> squishy and smelly. But what are we doing today, Josh?
0: All right. Well, uh, we're talking about Weird Owl. weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah. That's, that's a stupid pun. Oh man! All right, so we're talking about Weird Out. So we got uh, album Alapalooza.
1: We may have to restart that. <laughs> I don't know if you
0: heard the dogs no, in the don't.
1: background. Yeah, we heard <laughs> so. it. Leave it in. People, people realize that coronavirus has uh, done done things to life, and and people are podcasting with pets.
0: Yeah. So both, uh, both the I'm, dogs. You know what? Body, so it was awesome.
1: honestly, I I I think both the dogs should have their own microphone. But you know, I guess you just weren't prepared. Yeah.
0: Nope, not prepared for that. I didn't even notice them coming down the stairs. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about Weird Al. Uh, Carson, you can just cut out all of this.
1: Uh, Oh, you know he's going to leave it in. Right, yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, because, well, you and I were talking, and we both like Weird Al. uh, And, you know, one of the things about Weird Al is you can have, you have, uh, throughout the ages, there's been comedic uh, musical acts but they don't hit, you know, a major, you know, social touchstone status like Weird Al does, unless you bring quality music to the table. Now, he does a lot of parodies, which is mean, means he's not writing a lot of music, but he still does write uh songs and music. In fact, his... uh Oh, I forget the tour. Did you go to the tour when they were in town? The, uh, no, I missed that uh, one. So I happened to be yeah. out of town when it was going on. I was so disappointed. And excuse me for not remembering the name of it, but it's such a huge... It's like the ill-advised self-aggrandizing tour or something like that. And it was all his songs that uh, he wrote completely. They're not parodies. And I loved them because they went way back to, you know, like Dare to be Stupid and stuff like that. And so I I'd loved going. It was a beautiful concert And what really kills you is they move the whole band, which I think they've been together for a very long time, just can play every genre of music. It's like the best cover band in the world. Plus, they have their own stuff. And, you know, of course, they tour a lot. Of course, they record. Of course. So, of course, they're good. But that's the whole point. Weird Al is Weird Al because he's not just funny. He's also a good musician. And the way he can sing and and add all kinds of layers to the songs that, you know, he is he's singing in the style of the people he's he's mimicking. But he's also adding comedy and, and adding his own attitude. So it's it's really uh, it, it, it's just fantastic to listen to it and it's fantastic to watch him perform. So if you get a chance to see him live, I know he's getting up there. I think he's 60. So, um, you know, you know, he's still got years left. But uh, I mean, it was look a fantastic at the Rolling concert.
0: Stones, so yeah, yeah. Like, he's got yeah well, out. I don't.
1: But the Rolling <laughs> Stones, you know, have all that alcohol and heroin that they did keeping them young, and I don't think Al's into that. Yeah,
0: He just runs with scissors. So um, yeah, yeah. But no, when you talk about like, you know, like his style of music and like just how good a musician he is, I like when you're listening to songs, especially when he's parodying somebody else. Um, like he just, not only does he like hit that that song like perfectly like all the notes everything but whatever his topic is that he's singing about he's fully into as well and so like he just he he brings the song alive in a completely other way and so like uh not the album that we're talking about tonight well i mean i guess we could go go into the to the songs from from this album why
1: don't we do that so we're looking at the album alapalooza um which you know i'm gonna make make a confession really quick about this album I'd seen it around, but it came out in 1993. That was kind of like my um, late high school, well, you know, like sophomore, junior high school years. And I was more like into Beastie Boys and things like that. I was kind of like on an album break, I guess. So I heard some of the top songs from this album, but I'd never bought it. And listening to this was for this uh, uh, podcast was my first time actually listening through it of course i've listened through it you know several times now and i mean it's good but when it came out i did not uh buy it i had kind of taken a break from like his earlier stuff and then i remember i bought the album i believe it was 1999 running with scissors which is fantastic
0: right yeah and so this this album came out and like at like as i was listening to it and like, okay, I know these songs. I remember listening to them uh, just the same as you in high school. Um, and I was like, yeah, these are really good. And then I started looking up uh, a little bit of what he was doing. On this 12-track album that he did, seven of the songs are originals that him and his band yeah. made. Uh, and like, and some of them are some of my fa- favorite songs. You know, you got Frank's 2000-inch TV. Uh, if yep. you, young, Dumb, and Ugly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talk Soup. Uh, so, right. I mean, just what
1: I'm trying to re- I was trying to remember because I know Talk Soup was a TV show. I can't remember when Talk Soup, the TV show came out. Was that? Um, I don't know. It was in my early
0: high school years, like kind of end of uh, junior high. Uh, and I, I think it was on its way out. But at the same time, it was still kind of a. a oh, social... here. I'm sorry.
1: I, as I'm reading through Wikipedia right now, the song Talk Soup, which was about a man who desires to go on TV. Was originally commissioned as a new theme for E Entertainment's television show of the same name, so he got paid for that, and then they didn't use it. So, (laughs) you know, the other thing I was listening and I was really getting into Waffle King on my way home, which was another original. What's great about that is it's about about a guy who tries, you know, loves waffles and trying to make the best waffle recipe. And then he makes it and people are like, yes, waffles. And he's like, yeah, come taste the waffles. They're great. And eventually he turn this fact that he's got the best waffles in the world turns him into an evil, vile king. So I mean, come and beg for the waffles. You need this. You can only get them here. And and it's kind of an interesting thing, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a look at society, because a lot of times people start doing things uh, for for good and then they kind of get. Turned, say like well, let's just say uh, Henry Ford you know he started the company he wanted to build a cheap automobile that everybody could afford and he started factories that and developed a brand new way of manufacturing and then over time you know he, he didn't want to pay his workers a, a living wage and he, you know he 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 built towns for them to live in and wanted to pay them script and you know just a bunch of things like you know he was making this car but he was trying he was trying to control everything so much and it's just kind of like waffle king made me think of that and i mean fairly or unfairly i'm not saying henry ford was a horrible guy but you know certainly there were labor disputes and things like that after he came up with this invention which did provide cheap uh, transportation for for americans
0: right well and then that's a good segue into like traffic jam because you you get into that like and you know it's right it starts off with you know like my air conditioning's broke the radio doesn't work um and i'm like that was totally my car in high school like i remember yeah. like e- i'd get into a traffic jam and the water heater would even boil over and i would and it would die and so like it would actually take me <laughs> twice as long to get somewhere uh, i'm like oh this is this is so good and then it gets to another point in the song and i don't I don't remember exactly where it is kind of towards the end and then I, I just start thinking about uh, office space and he's, you know, stuck in traffic. And then the person walks yeah. by the, with the walker right. and passes yeah.
1: him. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then uh, he gets, and then
1: go ahead. Well, I was just saying um, it starts off with Jurassic Park, which is about the movie. But it's it's m- themed after MacArthur Park, which in my mind is one of the worst songs that has ever made it to radio. I mean, I don't even know how that got released. Right. Well, and then when
0: wasn't that part of the thing? Because at at the time, Jurassic Park was kind of like this, like, well, it was a good movie, but not
1: really. And then so he paired the two together because of that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he really I mean, he pulls it together. And as you know, he pulls the themes that mimic that song out of the movie and adds it. And so it's really like uh, it, it. and it, it's super funny in the same time, because like, you know, the whole line in MacArthur Park that I think is probably the most most famous, at least in my mind, is, you know, someone left a cake out in the rain and and, and in the, his Jurassic Park is the I think it's the the wires went out in the rain or something. You know, the so it's it's like his parody of MacArthur Park is actually a better song lyrically than MacArthur Park. <laughs> and it may. And it's a better, uh, you know, it, it uses better symbolism for society. So, uh, you know, because MacArthur Park is just a shit show in my eyes. Yep, I'm to, I'm sure to, I'm total I'm,
0: offense. Jimmy Webb, you can send all of your complaints to Barry. You heard it yeah, right from him.
1: Jimmy Webb, send uh, send all your complaints to uh, okay. Com
0: uh, yeah. And then, you know, when you can get into like, you know, so uh, like it's, it's obvious, you know, that I'm, I'm a fan of Aerosmith. And so
1: when you can parody living in, uh, living on the edge to living in the fridge. Oh uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Edge, like, you know, what's great too is, so obviously if you're an Aerosmith fan, you know, living on the edge is about social justice, essentially earlier early kind of social justice song. And, and he turns it into a song about rotten food in a fridge. And now here he's kind of pulling back that layer of meaning on that song. So his song is silly. His song, you know, you really can't get into that song and say it's about anything but being silly and entertaining. But at the same time, he maintains the respect of the original artist for the most part. And that's one of the great things about him is he's still treating it as a serious piece of music, even though it's a serious piece of comedy. Because if you're not serious about comedy, you're not going to have a career like he has
0: right, and i and I'm still always amazed at the amount of like fart and poop jokes that he gets in, and like you, can sing I, you know about I them, love the and you can sing about them, and you're not like totally laughing, but then you like you look back at it and you're like, that's actually kind of funny,
1: <laughs> yeah, and then. Uh, the last, uh, the last song on the album "Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody" oh. is, of course, a uh, a polka, polka like- which I believe does every album have a polka? I believe it does. I think
0: yeah, there's at least a polka on every album, and you know, in full.
1: And what what was <laughs> killing me though? Here I am, like forty three. I'm pulling into the driveway uh, after work, and Bohemian polka, <laughs> Bohemian. <laughs> <laughs> comes on and it's just the same old bullet shot ricochet sound effect the same old fart the same old, you know it's just like oh man it just everything's in there it's just, it's just like like i said you know i haven't listened to this so i mean the bohemian polka is not uh, uh sorry is it the bohemian po- yeah bohemian polka which first of all sounds like a real polka you know? yeah um and and it's great but then he's got all that stuff all that weird alness just stuck in there oh my god it made me smile and chuckle as i was getting out of my car it just even though this is like an album i don't remember very well i i I remember the uh i think the flintstones which is uh which uh, red hot 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 chili Chili peppers Peppers right um, under the bridge and give it away uh mashup And, um, achy breaky song, which is hilarious because (laughs) I I remember hearing the achy breaky heart way too long, way too much. And so like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and this whole album just makes me smile. And, and the weird thing is one of the reasons it came out in a weird time in my life where I wasn't really into Weird Al, but the Alapalooza, uh, (laughs) Jurassic Park cover that he (laughs) uses where it's a Tyrannosaurus skeleton with Al Yankovic's head. And it's, it creeps me out. (laughs) And so I honestly, I honestly get creeped up just by looking at it. And which is, which is great because it's supposed to, it's, and it's funny. It's, you know, it's his old classic look before he got eye surgery where he had his, his short curly hair, his mustache (laughs) and his, big like aviator style clear glasses um which is fantastic so you know this song this this whole uh uh this whole album is just it's 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 hilarious it's good i will say this of all uh if i i'm not going to i'm not going to just lord praise over everything without complaining a little bit i i know al's got you know one of the real one of the reasons he does what he does is because he's got he keeps things small you know he doesn't have a, a huge band he doesn't have a huge production system this album it you know everything except for the accordion sounds like it was done on a casio keyboard so there is that <laughs> the the production is a bit tinny and granted i i didn't you know i didn't buy the album i didn't put it on the the big hi-fi in the house I, but uh you know, I was trying to listen to it through the good headphones, but the, the production you know, is on
0: vinyl. It may actually sound pretty good.
1: Right. But well, here's the thing. I, I think good for uh, Casio. I think you. it's been made clear. Uh, I don't know if you heard it, but my uh, Hammond organ uh, thing, I, I love Hammond organs, And there was a song that was sampling Hammond organs. And I was like, oh, man, if that was a real Hammond organ, <laughs> this would sound really great. But it. Kind of sounds like a Casio keyboard, so I will say the musicianship is great. But sometimes, because of how he does things, you know, producing everything on a computer, and this was done in ninety three when a lot of that sampling was in the early stages, and it's just you know, it a, a Casio keyboard, uh, in the in the cheapest sense of the word, uh, sounding. But I'm sure it was high quality studio mus- instruments. But at that time, they did not have the the keyboards that could mimic real instruments as well as they do today so well i don't know it's been a pretty big love fest for weird al and alapalooza um yeah it's kind of weird like we didn't actually like argue
0: about anything
1: really oh yeah Yeah, well i mean i i see you're wearing a detroit tigers t-shirt so i guess go fuck yourself for that i don't i don't (laughs) know yeah i mean
0: there's there's that so yeah lifelong twins fan here I grew up in in Michigan, so you
1: know that's okay. I, there is a fault there, I guess. But yeah, you know. <laughs> I was just saying you want to you want to argue about something. I, I guess that's what we got. Yeah, well, Al, I got nothing to
0: argue against. I just uh, that's how you know I'm a true baseball fan because they're so bad that I still yeah. I still support them. So, <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I mean, you know, I still wait for, you know, the Twins to spend money in the right spots to have a winning team. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be I mean, a farm. I, I team. heard they were bringing Mauer back. So are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he's done for a reason, but no, the, you know, the whole point is like the twins are supposed to be a, 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 like a farm team where they, they bring up young players and teach them how to play. And every time they don't make the, the playoffs, they get rid of all their good players. And I'm like, if you're going to have a good team next year, you have to keep those players and pay them. Right, you know. You can't you can't bring up some good good players, teach them how to play and then let the Yankees scoop them up. You got to you got to give them a paycheck. So I don't know. But not that we'll probably have baseball beyond this weekend. They the uh, who was it? The Marlins, Mar- Marlins just came and, down with
0: Yeah, and then uh the the Yankees like they didn't want to play because like uh yeah. was it the the the, the Phillies um uh, it was that was that was where they uh, or supposedly they they got the infection wasn't in, when they were in Philadelphia playing and it's like the first weekend. <laughs> well, you know
1: they wouldn't be the first people to get an infection in Philadelphia. So yeah. anyway, <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, this has been fun. Uh, this actually w- was a was a good album. It was fun to revisit it. I haven't listened to this one in like I don't know maybe ten years uh, or so. Yeah. Uh, so it was actually and fun just to, to let to everybody to know. I can't remember.
1: I can't remember if we said it was supposed to be the food album, but because I wasn't going to order it on Amazon and get the actual disc and I couldn't get it on Apple Music, we did Alapalooza. Yeah. So.
0: So that that being said, like you should listen to the food food album, too, because, you know, just so many good
1: songs on that one. All right. Well, I've been Joshua. I've been Barry. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends, and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all, especially important, super crucial, the ultimate. Baby, it is cold outside.